0: Next up, we've got the Sunday 1 p.m. slate of games. First off, we've got a real, a real, you know, great, exciting game of tremendous quarterback play. We've got the Giants at the Bears here. Um, so right now, the Bears I think are favored by five and a half. Currently, it's a 42 over under. I'm wow. currently leading the upset on the Giants here. Um, I see you currently have Chicago. I assume it's may not be firm.
1: It's definitely not firm. It is so <laughs> flaccid. It is, it is such a flaccid take. I I, I personally I think it's the like Giants as like, you know, much as they lost to the Steelers, they didn't I don't know, I think I saw some good things. They looked out-
0: outmatched but not bad.
1: Yes. Outmatched but not bad. I think that Chicago is much more winnable for them. Yeah. Um, so I'm not confident in Chicago, and that might end up flipping later in the week. Because uh, I, I definitely think the Giants can upset them here. I can't. I think five is stupid. Um, I would be betting that that cover <laughs> five points. Oh yeah, this is not a
0: yeah. Because out, because for Danny, outside of his really bad pick, I think he was like pretty fine.
1: Yeah, he had he outside of his way out a, a really dreadful interception, but. Every, he was he was good outside of that.
0: Yeah, it was it was a winnable game for them. So I put that I I that maybe
1: like the only reason I can really take Chicago is maybe like they had a little confidence boost after Week One that carries over into Week Two, and I also think narratively it'd be very funny if the Bears start out like three and one, and people are like Trumpersky's a oh go, so good, yeah, and then I don't, their schedule's not hard, is it? Not, not at the beginning. They're, um, let's see, their first four games. I think I saw that they could go three and one to yeah, start. Yeah, I with... think the Falcons will beat them next week. They have the Colts as well, but with the, yeah, they have the Giants, Falcons, and Colts. Like they could beat the Giants and the Colts, lose to the Falcons, and be three and yeah. one, and then the rest of the season lose and go four and twelve or something, but. I really want to see three and one to see how many people are like, Oh, we were Trubisky's so good. You guys are so unfair to him.
0: Yeah. I think I'm trying, I want to find my like game by game, like record predictions. Cause I think I had some like really weird, like string for Chicago or no, maybe I just had him losing a shitload. I don't know. There are a couple of mm-hmm. teams that had like hilarious, like win lost streaks for, um, I had, I have Arizona starting for no is what I had in this. Ooh. But although this get this week's going to be close anyway. Um, after this game. Yeah, cuz like it was 16-10 and they were driving to tie or maybe even take the lead. One Daniel Jones through that just horrid pick. Um and that kind of in essence sealed the game. Yeah. Um Darius Slayton is the best receiver on this team like for sure, right? He clearly has the best
1: connection with Jones, yeah, like
0: by and large, yeah, he's he has looked very good, especially for like someone of his like draft capital. Was he even drafted? Maybe. Uh, I think he was taken in like the ninth to a like tenth, fifth maybe round, maybe eleven. Where fifth round? Was Slayton? No, not like fantasy draft. Like draft. Oh yeah,
1: I think yeah. for fantasy draft
0: because last year was his rookie year too. So <clears throat> and mm. and the, like, I know in the offseason he's only, like, one of the, like one of the only Giants I felt like good about. Um... I think we should have a good game this week based on the matchup we saw. The Lions pass pretty well on the Bears here. Um, I think Saquon has a bounce-back week here. This is going to be one of his easier matchups of the first half of the year. The Lions, and Adrian Peterson specifically, had, an, like, had a fine rushing day. I'll pull up his exact stats, but he almost had 100 yards. So I think Saquon can at least replicate that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. They. Uh, I mean, like, the... Bears defense they have like pieces they have Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn I don't know they just the Lions were able to score on them pretty effectively at least for one half
0: yeah so the Lions so Adrian Peterson had 14 carries for 93 yards and for a good average of 6.6
1: right like you're letting AP run the way. he's 37 you're supposed to have a really good run defense now that Akeem Hicks is back what
0: yeah, and then Stafford almost hit 300 yards. Like the defense is beatable, so definitely. Um, so yeah,
1: I uh, I I don't know. I kind of like the Giants' upset
0: here. Yeah, I I do think it should be an A-Rob week for two reasons. One matchup, and then two, um, I think it's it's a squeaky wheel type thing. A-Rob's been upset, just outwardly yeah. upset about the contract, and there's been mild trade rumors. I think this is a hey, Mitch, you know, throw this guy a lot. He's going to be open. Just do it. Try not to fuck up. <laughs> Try not so, to fuck up. I feel good about Airob this week. Um, Who who do you like to maybe stream this week? Or are there any other starts or some matches that I uh, didn't Well,
1: with? I think both the tight ends probably get touchdowns, as in Jimmy Graham and Evan Ingram.
0: Yeah, if Evan Ingram can hold on to the ball, he should do well.
1: Hawkinson did pretty well last yeah, week. Yeah, this
0: was said. Hawkinson had a good game. So,
1: and I know part of that is because Galladay was out, and they yeah. needed another receiving option. But Engram is kind of the second best receiving option there. Yeah, because they have
0: Sterling Shepherd as well. But like,
1: he's just kind of invisible there. Yeah, it's not like he's bad. I, he's pretty good. He's just not. I don't know. Meh.
0: It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to know who's gonna really be the top receiver each week which maybe yeah, it's I can, going can stay slain yeah. but like after him like like ingram or ingram or sterling might be a game we play all year
1: right and we know ingram is not the best blocker
0: but he is a good he's basically a receiver that yeah he's a giant receiver yeah <laughs> and speaking of giant receivers um it seems like a spot for jimmy Graham to have another touchdown yep probably i'd yep. say yeah yeah i would
1: say so because the I mean the Giants they did it's not like they stopped the Steelers tight end game the Steelers just didn't have a tight end game they didn't yeah didn't want it
0: they said ah we good
1: which is oh that's a huge point that we should bring up if you're an ESPN or something and you're looking at your tight end matchup and they have an quote unfavorable matchup look at who they're playing and look at what happened the week before because most times teams aren't good or bad against tight ends like there are a few teams that are they have certain players that are there for the tight end um but most of the time it's just the game plan from the week before Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like Zach Ertz for instance he's going against the Rams in one of my ESPN leagues I have Zach Ertz and I think it says that the Rams are the sixth best against tight ends so you might see that and go, oh man, maybe
0: I shouldn't start Zach Ertz. Don't do that.
1: Because yeah, don't. you, you got to remember
0: that Blake Jarwin tore his ACL and then right. Dalton Schultz has some drops. And the
1: like the Cowboys don't have a tight end like a good one. They yeah, lost,
0: they lost their only one
1: they were kind of you know hoping would be steadfast there.
0: And they've got potentially the best like set of three receivers and a running back in the league. Like
1: <laughs> right. And now they're playing Philly, who has to throw to the tight end? Like that's not that's not like a, a sixth overall. Like it's not like the Rams are the sixth best mm-hmm. team against tight ends. They're probably just as good or bad as any other one.
0: Yeah, like yeah, tight end matchups hardly matter except for the couple extremes. Like last year, it was Arizona and the Giants were terrible. You're right. I think I can't remember. I think there might have been like one or two teams last year who were pretty good, but um, I know like this year we might see the Seahawks be one of those teams. That's a tough matchup because they'll push, they'll have Jamal Adams on, you know, right. a good tight end or um, like we'll have to watch, you know, if the Giants are like last year or maybe like the Cardinals. Are, uh, the Cardinals are tough because like Kittle got hurt. So yeah, a tab, I know. But, like we all we'll have to watch, you know, how much did Simmons help that? So
1: exactly. So yeah, the, the, it's week one. So it's a little bit, I think it's pretty difficult to evaluate right now. There aren't a whole lot of teams that say they're good against tight ends already.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, that's not the way to tell. Um, So, next up, we have Atlanta and uh, Dallas. Oh, I, I guess I should ask. I assume you don't want any of the kickers from this game. Any defense love? Maybe one of... The de- <clears throat> The defenses are like... Which is, is, a, is one of these quarterbacks going to shit their pants today? <laughs> and so, like, if you think so, go for it. Otherwise, we're not really on board because the defenses aren't like, act- actively good.
1: i say um, if you think Chicago wins, then you could probably take Chicago's defense. But I don't want the Giants defense. And yeah, I I, want, I, don't, I don't really want the Bears defense either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. but All right. So now I've landed Dallas. Um, I put an Ug here. I don't know. I don't know either, man. My heart says Atlanta, my brain says Dallas. It's tough. I. (laughs) This seems like a game that, like, this might just be the, like, you know, of last year where Zeke and Amari just both go absolutely fucking bonkers. Like, this sets up great for Amari, because when when he has an easy matchup, he has just balled, and then Atlanta... I I think the uh, pass catching running back thing is going to stand because Chris Carson's only fancy points hilariously were through the air last year or last week, <laughs> and so I think it's going to continue. And we know Zeke's a really good pass catching back, so oh, yeah. I my, for now I think I'm going to lean Dallas because I think their offense their their stacked offense matches up really well against Atlanta's defense. At the right. same time, I think Atlanta if Atlanta wins, it's because Gurley has a really good game.
1: Interesting. Well, so I think both teams are going to be offensive, like, firepower with no defense.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know if the Atlanta's going to do this, but I think their best chance is, I maybe mean, not slowing it down, but, like, running a lot more. Because we saw how the um, Rams run game worked last week. And if the Cowboys run D is, you know, actually bad, getting, you know, girly going might benefit them as far as, like, keeping time and position from the Cowboys. Cause that's what the Rams, literally what the Rams did. And so Atlanta might try to do that. I don't know how successful it'll be. Um, Cause we didn't really get a really great glimpse of how good their offensive line's run blocking is. But mm. um, if they win, it'll be on the back of Gurley. If not, then I don't, I don't know how a Curls game would be, but I think this sets up also as a <coughs> Julio game. Definitely a Julio game.
1: Like, Oh yeah. Um, do you remember the last time the Cowboys and the Falcons played? Oh gosh, no. Do you remember I don't remember his name, but the Cowboys started a backup tackle.
0: Oh uh, my Chaz gosh, yeah, it was what's his name? Like five sacks? Yes. Oh my gosh. Who, who and, was the guy that was like five or six sacks?
1: Right, who was the guy that got the sack? I remember Chad I think it was Chaz Green was the lineman. Um I don't – but I don't remember who yep. – the second I hear it, I'll know.
0: I looked up Chaz Green, Atlanta Falcons, um, Adrian Claiborne.
1: That's it, got Adrian like six Claiborne. Sacks. He, had, he, had, he had at least six. I thought he might have had seven. Oh, he had,
0: so he had six sacks in total, and he had four sacks against him. Wow, I forgot about that. That's hilarious.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I think there is sort of a hidden – Part to this game which is the Cowboys O-line versus the Falcons defensive line because Tack Mm. McKinley Grady Jarrett and Dante Fowler are gonna cause a little bit of havoc there I think on the Cowboys offensive front because we saw the Cowboys O-line last week and they got trounced
0: yeah the Um, the back at the center situation is it makes it tough so right and Grady Jarrett's
1: right yeah right uh so there's some intrigue there that I think the Falcons might be hyper aggressive on the defense and cause like to cause some turnovers, get some sacks and might actually, if it wasn't such a high scoring game, be a fantasy viable defense this week. On the flip side, Dallas is bleeding players right now. Um, they <laughs> lost Mike Jarwin tight end. Uh, they lost Leighton Vanderesh for six to eight weeks with a broken collarbone. Uh, they lost Cam Irving as well and Sean Lee, which we knew Sean Lee was only a matter of time. But <laughs> it's sad, they, but yeah, they're losing defensive players left and right. I still have Demarcus Lawrence. I still have Jalen Smith and Alden Smith, um, but they're exploitable. And I man, this game is going to be really high scoring. That's all yeah. I can say.
0: Because <laughs> like my like I think Julio week just be, like Julio week because of like. You know, if he gets Trayvon Diggs or something, like, he's going to owe him. But at the same time, you see what Robert Woods did, you think, oh, Calvin Ridley. You see that the tight ends had some success, you Mm -hmm. think, oh, Hayden Hurst. Like, like, as much as it matches up well for the Cowboys against the Falcons, it matches up well for the Falcons against the Cowboys. Like, and so that's why in Bangers, I wrote, literally the whole game, LOL, this will exist. Like... So yeah,
1: I like Julio. I like Ridley this week too. Like I I like I'm high on Ridley specifically. Um, yeah, this... I think Cooper's fine. Probably Gallup will do well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um
1: but we yeah, solve Lamb too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the the Gallup or Lamb's gonna be a funny one. But this whenever whenever Cooper has an easy matchup, they he just destroys it. So I'm on him a lot this week too. Um the over under so it started, this is what it started at. It started at 50 with Dallas, 7.5 point favorite. It's moved to 52.5 with Dallas as a 4.5 point favorite. So <laughs> a lot of points have been bet on Atlanta.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, 7.5 points to Dallas. Is that what you said?
0: Yeah, that's how it I started. It's how, I
1: should have smashed that.
0: Yeah, it's at 4.5 now, which, like I said, I don't, I don't remember if these lines opened after or before last week. I don't remember how it's like, because some of the earlier like weeks will kind of open sooner. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a shootout uh next up i know it'll be a shootout for one side we've got detroit at green bay Um, (laughs) so the main one of the main injuries is um kenny galladay it's looking like he's not gonna play is what i'm getting um that seems like the most like a scenario is that they hold him one more week
1: he could, but he yeah. still hasn't practiced and he's not practicing. Yeah, no today. practice
0: today. Yeah, that's the big thing. Because Wednesday is a rest day, so I'm like, okay, we're recording Thursday, we'll probably get a lot of news <coughs> as we start going. Right. But
1: not even a limited practice or he showed up and, you know, caught some
0: balls. Yeah, no, yeah. Nothing. So I'm not banking on Kenny Galladay this week, um, to be Man. there. So i kinda kinda pull him out of here. So in that in that sense, um, are you Marvin Jones? You feel in, um, Hawk, maybe Cephas, Danny. What, any, pat, any replacement pass catcher you're into?
1: Well, Cephas is definitely interesting because he is directly behind Kenny. I think on the depth chart. Yeah, he
0: got the ten targets last week.
1: <clears throat> yes. Um. So That's... I, I think Cephas is a quote sleeper this week, mm-hmm. even though we've been talking about him for sure. Um. I I'd like Hawk to do well again too. Um. I don't think he's the best. I don't know if he's as good as last week, but I think he gets—he's still involved in the game. I think he's—he's he's there now, in year yeah. two, uh, where you can sort of reliably have him in most weeks.
0: Yeah, especially where, like you said, there's going to be increased volume with no holiday. So,
1: right. The—the the most intriguing, though, of course, part to this game is the aforementioned cornerback situation in Detroit. This is. This is bad. I like I went into this game like early in the year and like oh they're gonna have Galladay they're gonna be a little bit better this year like this could be you know, Lions have battled Green Bay fairly well over the past couple of years like they could do okay and now it's like no.
0: is this gonna be like literally the same thing that we saw last week with Green Bay against Minnesota like yes same game for Green Bay basically like
1: four t- four touchdowns for Rodgers yeah, like, he
0: he should ball <laughs> out again it should be another great Devontae Adams week we should see yep. Detroit have to play catch up like. So, so, yeah, I mean, Stafford will probably do fine. Yeah, He'll probably like, be a banger. Yeah, I know, honestly, yeah, he seems fair as a banger. Like, I guess Marvin Jones would be probably my top pick, just because I think that connection is the best. And has he been, like, a Packer-Destroyer? Who does he... Or is it the Bear that he usually runs? The Vikings. Vikings, oh, that's right.
1: He, yeah, he's the Viking-Destroyer.
0: So it's not like the Packers' corner is special, though, so...
1: Well... They're not I, – I would agree. They're not anything, like, special. Like, they don't have a Stefan Gilmore over there. But um, Jer Alexander yeah, is pretty he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And
0: He'd they like do totally have Adrian
1: Amos at strong safety now, who's, who's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, they're beatable. They're not – yes, they're not as soft as Minnesota, but
1: uh, – The Packers did lose – this is significant for later games, but they did lose um, Lane Taylor – for the season, I believe he's their start. He was their starting right tackle.
0: Gotcha. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, or was it guard or tackle?
1: I thought. He, well, I think he's under. Okay, on the it might depth be both. Guard. Yeah. yeah.
0: I on can... depth chart, he's listed as guard, but yeah, he might be tackle. probably right. But yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of catch up, a lot of throwing in this game, I imagine. The over/under is currently at um, forty-nine and a half. It's moved up three and a half points from open. So.
1: I mean, yeah, it should be fairly high scoring, but it should be pretty strongly in favor of the Packers for most of the game. If not yeah, I,
0: I do expect them to win. I mean, yeah, it's, it's Detroit. Yep. East
1: How Detroit? soon till Matt Patricia gets fired?
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he and Gays, man. Like, But I, I think Aaron Rodgers is like 15-5 and five against Detroit in his career or something crazy like that. Yep. I have no clue if they've ever beaten him in Green Bay, but –
1: no, they had a year or two where they had they had the Packers number and the, they did beat them in Green Bay, <laughs> but it's uh, they're a little far removed from that under the Matt Patricia rule. <laughs> the Matt Patricia laminated Matt. sheets with a pencil in his ear, dude. The sheets are laminated, like they were trying to write on a laminated piece of paper with a pencil.
0: That, yeah, I wonder if he actually uses his pant, pa, 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 uses his <laughs> pencil or. those like, pants are doing a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a belt man that belt. mvp Goat. Goat. Man, Goat. I, I wonder if he has like a dry erase marker he uses or if he just always uses that pencil in his ear or what's his plan there but um is it a fake pencil is it like a a pe- like a is it a candy pencil like is <laughs> it like, c- like candy cigarettes is it like that
1: <laughs> is it like a marker with a pencil skin on it is that I don't
0: is know. it like is it like his hearing aid is like designed to look like a pencil maybe Does it have the ashes of his grandma in it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah. Why? (laughs) Detroit's going to get massacred probably in some sense. Um, Next up, we've got Jacksonville at Tennessee. Um, As good as Jacksonville looks against Indy, Tennessee's defense is better. And uh, we we know the uh, narrative here. Derrick Henry um, almost (laughs) always destroys the Jags. Oh, yeah.
1: He likes his games, and but he he usually blows up on game two. He usually does well game one. It's usually game two that's blow up time in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm.
0: But I I expect him to have a really good game. He got like thirty one carries last week. I I assume he'll do that and probably break one off. So
1: yeah, yeah no, I still think he's good. Like mm-hmm. he's absolutely an RB one this week.
0: Yeah, and then. I don't know if it should be bang or a stream here, but I guess it's definitely stream. I think Lavishka Chenault matches up really well. So Jerry okay. Judy had a good game, and he also had some drops. If he doesn't have the drops, he has an even better game. But Jerry Judy had the, was able to get open. But okay. yeah, Lavishka Chenault I think should be able to imitate some of Jerry Judy's success that uh, he had against Tennessee. And they'll probably need him. I'm
1: looking at the Tennessee depth chart because uh, Adoree Jackson is out. Hmm. He is injured. Let's, what does he have? What's, he's on IR, so it's at least three weeks.
0: Yeah, so I was, I was, I'm laughing to myself about Corey Davis, who hit a hundred yards last week. But I, don't, I think that's going to be more just an occasional thing. It's I would not uh, trust Corey Davis, especially because how many times did the Titans pass the ball last week? That was like almost that was that a career? I don't know if it was a career high for Tannehill, but they, I don't think they ever passed that much last year. Uh,
1: who? Sorry.
0: Um, the Titans. I think Tannehill. The Tannehill passed forty three times. That's got to be like a record for this like regime, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he, they were very efficient last year. He only had to throw 25, 28 times because yeah. he was leading twenty two percent of his throws, and they were all bangers.
0: Yeah, like he, I assume twenty two on 22%. percent. That'd, that'd be hilarious. That's like no, yeah, no, he was like, like, like at seventy. Five percent completion
1: percentage guy last year.
0: Yeah, the the forty three part of it I think was because they had to do a lot of throwing because the kicking woes might have been more run, <laughs> like, even more running, if uh, <laughs> or maybe just less passing if the kicks convert. But
1: but yeah, that was kind of why I thought Tennessee didn't look like themselves yet, like they were still in preseason form because Tannehill doesn't usually have to throw at least last year forty three times. Mm-hmm. He would throw. 28 times, 25 times, yeah, was, 20 times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the efficiency was bound to come back some, but I think this was a little far the other way. So we'll, right. we'll see. They ran a lot more offensive plays yeah. than they usually do. Um, but they still managed to beat Denver. So.
1: Still managed to beat
0: Denver. Yep. Um, yeah, I literally wrote Indy here. My brain was backwards somehow. Um, anyway, um, anyone else for this game you're interested in? Or I, I think it's a kind of like bleh game in general. For the most part, like it's only a 43 over under. Tennessee's favored by more than a touchdown. So,
1: yeah, I, uh, yeah, not a whole lot of other people I probably want to mention. I mean, Johnny might still be good if they're throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, the Colts didn't, they, their tight end situation is pretty mad, but I, I'm, he did target Doyle quite a few times.
0: Yeah, I think they may have had a fair number of, um, like, Tight targets between Mo Wiley Cox and uh the mm-hmm. Jack Doyle. Yeah, I want to see that.
1: Give me the targets. Yeah, I mean Doyle had four, Cox had two, they had six together. They only really have Johnu. Yeah. So six targets for John Woo would be
0: Enough, kind of yeah. pretty
1: serviceable, yeah.
0: That's what you kinda hope for, honestly. You're right. Mm-hmm. But uh next up we have the game my brain was kinda on, the indie hosting Minnesota. I we both had a Tennessee last game, by the way, if I didn't say that. So you've got Minnesota right now. I am unsure. Um, it's kind of like movable object or stoppable force here.
1: Right. <laughs> um,
0: like Minnesota's secondary is so bad, but I don't know if Philip Rivers can take advantage.
1: It's like two, like, really shy, awkward, nerdy white guys at a cafe, like, accidentally bumping into each other. And they both kind of, like, they don't know what to do. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, you've got, like, Minnesota with no corners versus Indianapolis with noodles. <laughs> <laughs> I give the edge to Minnesota Indian because because i think mike zimmer ripped his defense a new asshole <laughs> on monday i
0: imagine yes
1: i think he was so mad that he literally like was a cartoon with the steam coming out of his, his ears his face is so red i bet oh my god i think he absolutely destroyed them and i don't think they're going to have a defensive performance that bad again probably not. this year their corners are still an issue, but I think their defense is going to be a little more motivated, whereas, unfortunately, Phil can't motivate his arm to be better.
0: Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I, always, I always forget sometimes that Phil doesn't cuss, and then I think about it, and it makes me laugh. stuff <laughs> he probably says instead. Like, what what, like I wonder what he says when he throws picks. <laughs> but... That anyway um banger wise I'm, I'm into campbell this week i'm also into field and cook that's pretty much the main two cogs of the minnesota offense mm-hmm. i imagine i'll take advantage of Indy's secondary again and then uh james robinson had a pretty decent day for what it's worth so i think cook should be able to have a good day um mm-hmm. given the uh discrepancy there so
1: yeah, wouldn't this be a uh, like if this was week ten? I would be so excited for Pittman and Jefferson. Yeah, but it's it's not
0: there yet. Yeah, I I jokingly wrote match anything past twenty yards, which is like <laughs> a joke, but also not like you would think this should be a great T.Y. Hilton game, but there is the concern of like the the opportunity for the deep balls like may not be there. Yeah, I'm just not sure. It's tough. It's a, it's a kind of gross game. I, w- I want to see Philip Rivers have a good game for Ty before I play Ty as much. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. Because in the meantime, I think Paris Campbell fits Philip Rivers well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both the indie running backs are solid plays. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is crazy good. Good old line getting a lot of opportunities, and then we're going to see them both, especially Hines, get the ball thrown to them a lot. So,
1: yeah, I'd like to see more of those six targets to Taylor this game i think yeah. that'd be real, real nice
0: should be a lot of running back targets is is there anything like else like anything specific from this game maybe like player we didn't mention or like kind of narrative moving forward we've got two oh and one teams kind of like that's obviously important because oh and two is a very tough spot to be in
1: yeah no i think it's more likely the colts start oh two than the vikings is kind of my my that'd be, take
0: that'd be big rip huh like they just yeah. think philip rivers will solve our problems and then it doesn't yeah. <laughs> rip um so yeah I'm not sure who I have in this game yet uh, this will be a tough decision for me What's let me see the spread and stuff on it so Indy, Indy's favored by three right now actually it's at 48 and a half over under so this maybe could be your upset of the week
1: Indy is favorited wow
0: yeah so that, that, that could be our upset um I'm looking back through who I've got and like I guess Giants might be my upset we'll see we'll keep going um Next up, we've got Buffalo at Miami. So, right now, you've got Buffalo. I'm torn, actually. Um, really? Buffalo this would
1: be an easy one.
0: Buffalo's favored by five and a half, um, and then the runner's is only 41. So, A, I know the home in a way is not as big of a deal in this, but when it's a low total like that, and, di- and it's division kind of in like a divisional game, it makes you kind of like think about the upside potential more. Because Miami's got a highly improved secondary. It's great, yeah. Yeah. And so, it makes me wonder like, what they're going to do if the, the passing game is not there this week, because the the run game was bad last week. It was just bad. And so, like, I don't know if... Like, I don't know how much was Buffalo and how much was the Jets on that. Like, cause the Jets run D has been good. We were aware of that. But, like, I know they're, like, they're doing them D is probably better than we were going to give it credit for, even with, like, people opting out. But... For Cam? sure, it's, Bel-
1: yeah. Yeah, it's Belichick.
0: Yeah, Cam Newton ran well, but the rest of the Patriots did not. Um, so, I mean, okay, yeah. J.J. Taylor ran well, but, like, the, the running game outside of Cam wasn't good. Um, we saw the passing game limited, which I guess the passing game might limit itself. I don't know, but...
1: I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> I guess it's a
0: matter of which Fitzpatrick we get. I might be giving... I might be hoping too much for some magic.
1: <clears throat> I think that the... Dolphins' offense is going to struggle immensely. Um, Their offensive line won't be able to contain the defensive line of the Bills, and the Bills' defense is going to run train. On the flip side, I like Sean McDermott as a head coach. I think he recognizes Josh Allen's strengths and his flaws very well and plans around them accordingly. And I think that because of that, Josh Allen will not throw more than probably 16 times this game. <clears throat> that's the I, ideal. Right. Now a lot of you might have some extra in there because he's you no know, to a wide receiver, definitely not more than like twelve times. But Singletary and Moss both to me prove that they're good at catching. Yes. So I think the receivers for this game for Buffalo are Singletary, Moss, and Dawson Knox. I think that's <laughs> where they move their offense
0: through. Yeah, Dawson Knox should be able to have some good times like like if Josh Allen doesn't miss him again, he should have a good game. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> Dawson yeah. Knox is likely large enough to c- cover a large area with his wingspan.
0: Yeah. I'm catch curri- a lot of balls. I'm curious if, uh, what's his name, uh, Parker's going to play or not. That's intriguing to me in the sense that
1: it's he would probably draw Gilmore, um, which would lend itself to maybe a little Preston Williams. A little Preston Williams yeah. going on.
0: But if Parker's not in, then... yeah, if Preston's dealing with Tredavious White, then it's tough for me to really count on Miami yet. Which sounds weird being right, like, yes. oh, it depends Sorry, on the Parker. White. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know like, last week to this week. Shut down corner regardless. But... Right, shut down great corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Bills should win, but, like, something just doesn't feel, like, right about the Bills' wedding. I don't know.
1: I mean, I get that. It's the... Like, it is, the, it is Josh Allen and the Bills. Like, their corners could pick off Allen. Multiple mm. times make this really tough for them.
0: Yeah, like I'm looking, I'm pulling back up the Jets Bills game. I'll see like the playoff play and how scoring went. All right, so Buffalo got up super early. Yes, just started actually playing.
1: Yes, like, like Adam Gase had one of the worst first quarters of football I've ever watched, and I've said that every week actually for a year. <laughs>
0: like if Miami actually like decides they want to play football, it should stay close. I don't know. Like it's it's a low gross game, and it like it makes the upset more possible. I think. Because, like, fantasy-wise, I don't want anyone from this game fantasy-wise.
1: Yeah, I really don't either. Because I don't want to gamble on whether it's Singletary or Moss that is the fantasy-relevant one.
0: Yeah, because I don't think the wide receivers are, like, a, in a good spot by any means. So, yeah, m- maybe we just you just play Jalen and hope he goes hero mode again. I don't know. Right. <laughs>
1: Gross. I mean, maybe he runs well. Maybe he runs like Cam. He might have the rushing
0: yards. Yeah, who knows? Like that. I mean, they actually that honestly makes sense. Like they see last week and be like, okay, that worked, so let's just do that. But like, he does have to throw
1: it a few times so they know that he's not running it every time. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, Diggs and John Brown are good. So maybe like maybe it's a Cole Beasley day. Who knows? But like I said, it's it's nothing. Like there's nothing sexy about this game. So. I but think. I'm taking yeah. this game still, actually, which is hilarious to say. It's a. Yeah, it's kind of a gross game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Next up, we have what I think is probably another gross game uh, Sanford at the Jets. Like, literally, almost any other team I would probably pick to win this game.
1: Right? Like. If, if the Niners were playing anyone else, this would be a loss for them.
0: Yeah, like, if it wasn't Adam Gase and it wasn't the banged up Jets, like. <laughs> They should have a shot because they have a good run D and the and Sanford wants to run the ball like Kittle's questionable. I think Ayuk will be back. Still no uh, Diabo. Like Jimmy G did not look good. Um, no. Like so if if the running backs are limited by the Jets D, then like it, there's not a whole lot to go to. And so I'm like, uh, but like it's the Jets and gays and the Jets aren't healthy. So like i have got to pick Sanford kind of by default in a way. Um, it sounds like Ayuk will come back. So, I mean, any, I think any San Fran pass catcher that's healthy is a reasonable play. That's fair.
1: If he is back, he'll probably torch the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> so, I do okay. kind of like Kendrick Bourne in a weird way. I don't know why. Because I, um, I know he's, like, he'll
0: probably get the Jets' best corner on him. See, I was thinking he was going to get in the slot and get Brian Poole. Right. Which would kind of put me off of him because he's, I I guess, is he their best corner? (laughs) So maybe, I I mean, I guess we kind of said the same thing in different ways. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, I I mean, Bless Austin was actually pretty solid last week.
1: I I like what I saw to bless you on. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if Ayuk is back, I'm on Ayuk there over Bourne. But if he's not, then uh, Bourne probably gets moved around enough is what I'm thinking. To get some outside things too. Yeah,
0: maybe I mean, like if if for some reason IU doesn't come back, like maybe you think Dante Pettis, like as <sighs> buckwild as that is, like I don't know, like it's tough because like there's there's not much here to throw to if if, if for some if Kittle's out, you got to hold by Uke's in, which it sounds like he'll be in. But mm-hmm.
1: okay, and then you've got um, what's his face? Richard Sherman's out too. He's yes. on IO. Which, so like, <laughs> they're they're giving the Jets everything here. Yeah, but and it just it won't matter.
0: Oh, Ayuk is off the injury report, so
1: there we go. Let's play. Yeah, I'll put Ayuk in then.
0: I haven't seen anything on Kittle for today's practice. Um,
1: he might just be a blocker because he got injured and came back in, and he didn't get looked at again. Yeah. He, I, just became a blocker for the line.
0: Yeah, the Niners Practice supports are not out yet for today, cause obviously they're West Coast. So maybe we'll see something uh soon on it. Which they also have to travel west to east for a 1 p.m. game. Which pressure. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like literally like they should lose this, but they won't cause the Jets. Um yep. I I think uh for the Jets though, I think Crowd is a good play just off the merit if he's the only guy to throw to because <laughs> um, i don't want to play gore as much as i love him um hell no so Josh Adams, like it's i guess uh herndon is the other guy to throw too so i guess i'll put him as a stream herndon's there that's because we got we got nothing week one because arizona doesn't use your tight end but yeah so ugh, gross game i think
1: gross game but uh, ultimately i put that like even if the theory of the multiverse like became real and like was proven there would still be no conceivable reality where Kyle Shanahan gets outcoached
0: by Adam. Giggs, yeah, no, so. that's the thing I can't pick. <laughs> yeah. Right now they're favored by seven in a 42 over under. So, um, next up we've got Rams at Philly. looks like we're both picking now uh, the Rams here,
1: which Philly is a favorite. Really? I uh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, they're, now they're not. Wow. It has swung. They started em. off as uh, at least one and a half to th- two point
0: favorites. So these opens must have been before week one or something because it says four and a half here. I'm like, that can't be right in any sense. Well, that
1: was Monday. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, that was after both of the games. Okay. But yeah, yeah now it's a pick them, and the over under has gone from 49 to uh, 46. A lot of points have gone to the Rams here. Holy moly.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> the reason being that nothing in Philly is any different than last week as far as their pass catchers, they, they can't generate an offense right now.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe they it's all play tight snaps. Like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, their offensive line's trash. Well, not trash. It's not trash. I'll take that back. It's weak though. It's weak, than, weaker than it ever has been. C- and they get Aaron Donald.
0: I think, well, it looks like Lane Johnson will be back. Well, that's good for them. Um, Jason Peters. Because, didn't he try to play last week and not finish the game? I'm trying to remember. But he fully practiced. Is the last report I saw. Okay. That. Um, and then oh, Miles Sanders is expected to be back as well. But that being said, I'm still in the Rams. Because <laughs> if the Rams could cause some problems for the Cowboys' O line, albeit slightly banged up and changed up a bit, I think they can cause problems for this still banged up Philly line. Yep. And the Cowboys offense is a lot better than the Eagles offense at this moment. So
1: Oh um, definitely.
0: Yeah, I really think Robert Wood should have a pretty good game.
1: Like in the Woods. Like in the Woods call. Yeah, he yeah. was
0: he was there. he was the focal point of the offense last week. Well, hippie Malcolm Brown, hilariously enough. But I think so the run D is good. They're probably gonna try to get Woods some rushes and like run like plays to get kind of a like faux run game going, as they do. Um I think the, like, pass rush, the D-line of the Eagles should kind of lend itself to them trying to get the ball quickly again, which they did against the uh, Cowboys that worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the uh, – and then with linebacker, so if he's going across the middle, I don't think there's any risk of it, anything like over the middle getting, like, broken up too much either, so. Yeah, that's true.
1: The, <clears throat> the Philly uh, defense is pretty weak at linebacker.
0: Mm-hmm. So I I like Robert Woods a lot. And then I think Ertz and Goddard should both be solid again. I think both of them really, because because the same pass catchers as last week. Um, Dallas lost their tight ends, but like the tight ends were getting good looks that it just wasn't converting. Right. So Philly. They don't
1: really use their tight ends, especially when you've got those receivers. It's like they were planning to use them.
0: Yeah. Like they said, Dalton Schultz got open, had drops. Um, I think Jarwin, I don't know if he had any catches, but like he looked like he was getting open. As well, so I don't see like, and also like the Rams secondary is fairly strong, so without Ramsey, like I, I think the receivers will probably shut down, so it lends off to tight ends again. So
1: yeah, like who does uh, who who does Ramsey shadow? Yeah, I don't know if he's like Sean Jackson
0: or yeah, just Desha- well, like Deshaun, Lyle is Jackson oring or, or what? Like I guess Jackson. Jeffrey is
1: questionable. I
0: did they not put him on IR?
1: He's yeah I going to see if there's any new, like, any news on him.
0: I assume he's not gonna play.
1: He, so they took him off the pop list
0: last week. Okay. I know he didn't. Well, I mean, no, no one practices Wednesdays. I don't think that matters that much. Yeah, because like he was or, or, or rolled out pretty early for Week One. I'm like, I would be really surprised if he played this week.
1: Like, oh I'm, yeah, I don't think I'm he'll play this he's week. He's not. But, right. For future reference, Eagles GM Howie Roseman believes Alshon Jeffrey will be ready before Week Seven.
0: Okay. So, sometimes, to now and then. <laughs> right. Um, how do you feel about Miles Sanders, assuming he's back this game?
1: Well, you know, uh, Zeke did a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, Zeke had a good game.
1: And he kind of did it in the ways that I think Sanders does well. As yeah, like, catching.
0: yeah, like, Sanders, yeah, Sanders isn't Zeke, but I think we can say, like, okay, like, this sort of translates over to this.
1: Sanders should be okay. Yeah. He should be okay, Yeah.
0: And I, I don't know the extent of Boston Scott's injury yet, either.
1: He's fine,
0: apparently. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know but, what happened. But this, yet yeah, like, th- this should be the tight ends and Miles Sanders. Like, there's no reason for them to even, like, target a wide receiver more than, like, twice, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of a joke, obviously, but not fully. Sh- deep shot to Ray Gore again. Yeah, like, I whoever's remember. not getting... I not getting Ramsey I don't know, but yeah, like I said, Sanders should get the ball a lot as long as he's all good. I don't know what the snack snap count's going to be, so maybe not, I don't. I don't know if I'll say banger yet, but like, definitely, he's definitely, I think, safe to start if yeah. you draft it. He did fully practice yesterday, so go. I think. Well, because like he, I thought he was going to maybe play last week, but he did, held him out cautiously, so he'll probably be pretty right. close to full this week. So, I think
1: he probably could have
0: played. They just didn't want to risk re-injury. Yeah, or maybe they got cocky and thought they could beat Washington anyway. I don't know, but... Probably, definitely. Probably, but they're definitely like, it's one game keep Miles healthy, so, yeah. <clears throat> but next up, we've got Denver at Pittsburgh. We both have Pittsburgh here, that seems like. Yep. Yeah, um, what is the spread? Oh, Pittsburgh is not favored by seven. Um, it 40 it's just growing. Higher. Yeah, just like Denver is not going to be able to do anything here. Cause, so, Lindsay might be out. Um, he got her last week, which poor guy. I feel bad for him.
1: Yeah, turf toe.
0: Yeah, A.J. Bouvier is on IR. Um, don't know about Cortland Sutton yet. Um, K.J. Handler might be back. I think he'll, he'll probably be back because he, he practiced it full Wednesday. Uh, Sutton was limited on, like, on today's practice yet. Interesting. That's sooner than I thought for Hamler. Yeah. But, hey, good for him. Yeah. Y- young guys recover quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sutton was limited one day for reference. He could miss another week. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should. I mean, yeah, he's not going to have a good game anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I really doubt Lindsay plays this week, but he's getting other opinions. So probably just Melvin Gordon. I guess Royce Freeman this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That being said, I don't want to play anyone on Denver. Uh, we saw this Pittsburgh defense just dominate the Giants. They got some movement like to slay, but um, that's about it. Like I guess I don't know if that would be the Sutton role here or what, or maybe they get a deep shot to Hamler. I don't want to be on the first game back. I mean, Judy's good, but this is a really good defense.
1: So we do know that Pittsburgh is susceptible to the big play give up. Mm-hmm. So we do... Would you think it's Judy?
0: Yeah, like I mean, because if like I don't know about Sutton being back and he's not full strength if he is back, it's gonna be if Hamlin's back, it's his first game. I don't want to big on that. Like maybe Fant, honestly, would be my best guess because like Ingram should have had a way better game, but between penalties and drops, he didn't. Um, I let me look at the other tight ends for New York how they did, but I think I think the quote unquote. Not, maybe not soft spot D but the least strong spot in the Steelers D is probably tight end so they targeted or got seven targets they just didn't convert at all Cade Smith got two got one like they looked at the tight end a lot so yeah they did obviously there's no goal Tate so that kind of you know necessitated it but I think like Fant is probably my favorite play again from Denver honestly I don't really want to go to Gordon, even if it's just him. Like, this defense where you saw them just wreck Saquon Barkley's world. So. Yeah, he's
1: kind of better than Melvin Gordon.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> maybe Gordon gets enough receptions in a PPR to be fine, but that's nothing I feel great about.
1: Right, I think there is one Denver Bronco that will have a big game, and mm. it's probably on a broken play. And I I can't tell you which one it is. So. Oh, are
0: about to tell me. <laughs> No,
1: I. So if you want to take a gamble, go for it. I am staying so far away from any Denver player
0: this week. Yeah, <clears throat> but on the Pittsburgh side, so I guess we've got AJ Bouye out. Uh, Zach Banner's hurt. So is he going to be in or out? I thought Banner's done. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, he's toast. Buttered. Oh yeah, I remember like like who has that guy? And you said Banner. And I said David Banner. Let's that's, oh, that's the Steelers side, not bad. Um, <laughs> Bruce. A lot, Bruce. A, a lot of names to keep track of. But, yeah. Zach Banner is done, which is a bummer. For the rest of the year, yeah. yeah.
1: So that stinks for the Steelers, but their line is still good, because they're the Steelers. And, uh... Dead I mean, no A.J. Bouye yeah.
0: means, means Juju, right? Yes. Like I, mean, I <laughs> like, think, like, I think Juju and John, Deontay Johnson should both have good games, because like the secondary is pretty like beat up right now. Like... I, I think they both have good games. Like, i put deontay versus juju but it might just be both like i think it works out for both because like i so the denver run defense actually was pretty good like derrick henry got the ball 31 times right
1: yeah 31 times and he barely barely broke 100 yeah let me
0: did he break 100 actually or no
1: he did that's well, a, again, that was the joke yeah. is that he, he had to break 100 for them to win the game for Tex- to make the field goal
0: yeah but they held him to 3.7 a carry with a long of only 13 on 31 yeah. carries so
1: yeah no i'm i'm in the same boat denver's run defense is good and the steelers run attack is a mess
0: yeah like benny's Snow looked fine last week but it was also the giants like it's a way tougher look here like, the, the, by far, the best way to attack Denver right now is to throw on them, and Pittsburgh's built to do that. So, I'm not expecting much from Connor if he's back, or Snell in general. Like, I'm all on Ben, Juju, Deontay, Johnson, which, honestly, that might be one of my favorite stacks in DFS this week, because they're both, they're both too cheap on DraftKings in my opinion. Um, and is not that expensive either, so the Ben, Deontay, Juju stack is one I'm going to be all over this week. So...
1: This would also be a really good tight end game for the Steelers. I, I don't want to say Ebron because we he didn't do much last week, but if Ebron got two touchdowns this week, I would not be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. With like he, 20 yards.
0: Yeah, he advanced or splitting snaps a tough part. Like Joni Smith, seven targets, got uh, yeah, four catches, 36 yards, and a tutty. Yep. Um, I guess the Denver tight end weakness is kind of going to still be there, seems like. But yeah, it's hard to pick when Ebron, like, because with Indy, that year he had a good year with Indy, he was only on the field like half the time, but he was always getting the red zone looks, it's what he was in this past week, I mean, maybe it changes some, but I don't want to bank on it quite yet, <clears throat> like, there's a, there's enough tight ends to play that I don't feel good play Ebron, like, we got Logan Thomas, even, like, he's probably on waivers, like, okay. maybe you could go OJ Howard. I don't know if I put them a rebound or not, but maybe Logan Thomas just because he actually got a lot of targets last week, but that'll
1: be my risky stream pick of the week. All right. Oh,
0: you're like, you're, should we call it the grow a pair pick? <laughs> the grow a pair pick. There we go. <laughs> oh, we forgot about our one segment. We could get to that at the end. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> oh, we, we, we need a positive though. I don't, I, haven't, I didn't look into any positive stuff. I'm sure we can find something though. Oh, I've got,
1: I'll pull one up. I'll okay. use the one i mentioned to you, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to roll with, uh, I think, I think Ebron could have a, a big game out of nowhere. Gotcha, but yeah, yeah, it's mostly because the run game is so whack. I mean, mm-hmm. is Connor starting? Is he healthy? Is he going to be a dependable running back? So yeah, far, I that seems I no. I don't
0: think he'll be in this week.
1: Uh, McFarland was inactive last week. Uh-huh. So that was all Snell. But now McFarland is active. So if Connor's out, does McFarland eat into Snell's volume? Like, yeah, do I mean, people How much, pay, pay how for much singles
0: do they use? Like that right. I uh, don't want any part of that. No, uh-huh. especially with the defensive matchup there. But um, I guess, are you, are you going to move on to the next game? Let's do it. All right, next up we have Carolina at Tampa. We both have Tampa here. I think they're pretty heavy favorites last time I looked. But, I mean, expectedly so. I don't think they should be huge favorites. Yeah, they're nine-point favorites. That's absurd to me. That I guess it's a matter of how much better their defense is than the Raiders defense.
1: Their secondary is not much better. If anything, it might be worse. Yeah.
0: The run defense is a lot better though. Sure. Um and the pass rush with uh
1: Shaq Barrett and the D, but yeah. like their yes. secondary is bad.
0: Yeah. My concern, and I guess kind of the merit for Tampa here, is that they're kind of built to contain McCaffrey. Like with the run defense, with their good linebackers, they're kinda of built to like keep him in check. <clears throat> as much as you can. Yeah i like, sorry, dying over here. Yeah, CMC is <laughs> in play, started every just because of how many times he gets the ball, but I don't think we see, by any means, a ceiling game from him here. Um, they, like I said, it's gonna, you're, they're going to rely on the passing game here. Um, I've had with the DJ or Robbie, but are you looking elsewhere in this Carolina pass offense?
1: Dude, I've, I've been hearing some whispers the past couple <laughs> nights. <laughs> <A> little whispers. <laughs> i'm <laughs> hearing my curtis samuel whispers man i think uh
0: i think curtis samuel takes one in this week all right so so hit me with it what what are what are you seeing is it like a gut feeling is there kind of something you saw last week maybe that kind of puts you on to what's what's your kind of thought well my here? sam
1: my samuel whispers are always a gut feeling that's true And then i went back and looked to see how he did last week just to see like how things were going if he got targeted or anything at all and he did have eight targets um, same as Robbie.
0: Mm-hmm. Robbie
1: had the big touchdown, but they had the same amount of targets. Yeah, because so,
0: Moore uh, had nine, and then Robbie and Curtis both had eight. Yeah, they just didn't didn't hit.
1: The one thing I think I can depend on Matt Rule for is that he will spread the ball around. Yeah. To many of his very talented receivers.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of people that give the ball to that should be getting the ball as a thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. That's why, like, I don't understand the
1: nine-point favorite for Tampa. I mean, they got kind of crushed by New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, And their secondary sucks. And they're playing a team with really good receivers and a pretty good quarterback.
0: And a banged-up offense. One of the big news items this week is um, Chris Godwin is in concussion protocol. Um, Yes. He entered it uh, yesterday on Wednesday. So that's pretty late in the week to enter it. That really concerns me about his availability this week. Um, Yeah. See Evans, um, obviously he was limited in week one route wise, but he played most of the snaps. Um, I think he's close to full go this week. Um, so I mean, if Chris Godwin's out, obviously Mike Evans makes a ton of sense because the Panthers defense is still bad, but um, they things are gonna look a lot different if there's no Chris Godwin and maybe a limited Mike Evans.
1: And uh, I also want to put that if, if Chris Godwin is out, I Definitely want some Scotty Miller. All right. Because he looked pretty good with Brady last week. That he was like the offseason darling. Like they love he loved him in training camp. They did one of Brady's favorite targets. Really? Huh?
0: Yep. I would have never now, guessed.
1: Right. He is now officially uh first string. Hmm. He was not last week. He is with Mike Evans, Godwin, and Scotty Miller. He replaced Tyler Johnson, so he moved up the depth chart and he is now starting. Oh my God, he is now
0: officially starting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, you know, up now, Chris Godwin, then that's that'd be it. Um, <laughs> as far as bangers, so this is my maybe my like grow a pair banger of the week. Um, it's Rojo. Yes, it is Ronald Jones, um, the guy who no one trusts except for apparently Bruce Arians actually. Um, yeah, he looked good last week. Actually, the Saints' Rundy is is one of the best Rundys in the league. It's they're so hard to run on, which kind of like I was kind of surprised Rojo got the ball that much. But um, Fournette only got a few carries. which makes sense because he's pretty new the team. But he Rojo looked way better than Fournette. Um, he did. No, Rojo looked good. Yeah, because Brady took that goal line sneak in. Um, only averaged three point nine yards a carry, but like he had a long of twenty one. Um, he his like he looked better as a running back. He got three targets. He caught two of them for 16 yards. Um, if he gets the touchdown instead of Brady, like everyone's thinking about him way differently this week. It's true. Say. So, Brady had to run in the first one himself. Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, we yeah. Know. yeah. held to the ball. Looked good. So like, I feel pretty good about Rojo this week because he he has gotten better. He's super young too. That's one of the things. Like everyone likes to just assume running backs will be awesome right away. But he like just turned 23 is a thing. See, he was yeah, he was so young when he came in, dude. So, um, I think we see a heavy dose of him here. Obviously, uh, Josh Jacobs just ran freaking rampant on the Panthers. I, I think everyone saw that coming. Um, oh yeah, yeah, his dose for carry wasn't insane, but he had <clears> three <throat> touchdowns. Was just a very effective runner. It was literally always getting the first downs when they needed it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. But for my uh for my narrative for this game, just. Carolina doesn't really want to win games, as evident by their fourth and one fullback play. When you yeah. have Christian McCaffrey, come on! Um, but they might accidentally fall into one. <laughs> the Bucs secondary lets Robbie and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel lose. I think it'll be a fun game, especially yeah. for passing.
0: How do you, How do you rank the Carolina receivers here? Uh, for this week, um, I think DJ
1: Moore is your safest, like highest floor guy. Yeah. Um I like Samuel a lot, obviously. I think Samuel and Robbie both have the potential to house one this week. So Yeah, yeah I like, to, I put DJ Moore at the top and then there. Same, kinda...
0: yeah. I think I think last week was probably like a <coughs> four game for DJ Moore. It's the Moore floor.
1: The more floor. I mean
0: more floor. Yeah, because he's gonna be getting like Murphy Bunting or something like that. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> Sean Murphy bunting.
0: Yeah, that's I he'll get him the most like more will get him the most, so I assume so. Um but I think this could be a higher scoring game than it's getting credit for. At least Carolina might score more than they're getting credit for currently. So
1: Yeah, forty seven and a half actually seems a little low for me. Yeah, Just it, a little. Yeah,
0: the, the thing is like like as Tampa's the nine point favorite, they're not giving much to uh Carolina or to Carolina there, so Which
1: is like what? Yeah, but mm-hmm. the Buccaneers defense is nothing to write home about, especially in the secondary.
0: No, yeah, like it's Run defense, good, the rest, meh, meh. Yeah. not great. Yeah. On to the 4 p.m. games, the later afternoon set of games. We've got Washington and Arizona to start things off. Um, right now, we've both got Arizona. I say I think Arizona. Um, I, I will pick them, but I am unsure. It's a better game than it should be. Yeah, no, like, oh, like, two weeks ago, like, we would have been like, ah, oh, fuck this, but... All after right. after watching them both pull off the upsets, which I'm mean, like taking a second to glo- call them both. Um, call them. <laughs> um, these, yeah, these two teams are going to be going head to head. This is never roll out a Ron Rivera team. And also, I, I kind of want to address, like, the maybe emotional factor this team has, because we saw the Colts team with Chuck Pagano kind of harness that same, like, um, I don't know what to call it, but that same kind of energy where, like, they were very, very clearly playing for their coach every single snap.
1: Yeah, no, when he, uh, when he was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You can see the team sort of rally around that.
0: Yeah, there's a different, like, energy the team plays with, and there's a never give up to it, and I think that is something that this Washington State team has, and it's something that I think was evident with their comeback.
1: And uh, they certainly did come back, didn't they? That was quite a, yeah. Yeah,
0: that, that was, was an impressive try. impressive feat, so... <laughs>
1: So, but yeah, I think the major narrative this week is can Washington contain Kyler Murray? That's what I'll be watching for. I'm very intrigued. Yeah,
0: because cool. San Fran couldn't.
1: San Fran couldn't. San yeah. Fran has a good defense. Let's yeah. uh let's not kid ourselves. San Fran has a good defense. I do think Washington's front seven is better than San Fran's. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to
0: like any front sevens in the league that might be like stronger. Like it's the <coughs> smallest. It's not many, yeah. if if any. Yeah, and like the, they definitely have the best D line for sure.
1: Yep. <laughs> um, and Arizona's offensive line not great, so you know Kyler is going to be scrambling. Can they contain him? Can they keep him in the back there? I kind of think that they they'll be able to
0: a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think some. It's just a matter of like if he escapes up the middle like he ha- does, or if he like pops outside. Because if he pops outside, I think they can get him. But. If it's something where he steps up through the middle of the pocket and takes off, then I think he can get away.
1: Right. It, like, it'll be tough because even if he was able to scramble around the pass rush, there's a real deadly uh, trio, I think. It's trio, I believe. It's a 4-3 of linebackers there that are also going to be waiting for him. So, it like, this is a really intriguing game for a lot of reasons. Yeah. A, because I think if Kyler can escape and get away from the pocket not be contained that says a lot about kyler and if he can't i think it says a whole hell of a lot about washington and how scared you should be
0: yeah this is gonna going to be a them. huge indicator for both teams going forward and um <laughs> uh, the biggest kyler, thing, i'm excited <laughs> yeah i know it's kind of, it's so weird i think it's gonna be a really good game um i think it'll probably be the closest game of the three late games but um three of the games yeah three Um, yeah probably (laughs) yeah it's usually three and so like another thing is like so it's literally will hop like hopkins like totally outmatches this whole secondary so like if if he can have enough time to get the ball to hopkins they'll win it's pretty much like the sanford it's a very similar game plan i think yeah and i
1: I do expect hopkins to still get free
0: mm because
1: that washington does have a does have a weaker secondary yeah it's just you know can kyler get it to him yeah so, I I think he'll have enough magic to do it, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought victory.
0: Yeah, I think they are just a better team, but yes, it's it's, it's just going to be an oddly fun game. So um, I do like Hopkins. I think I think uh, Scary Terry, you know Mick McLovin, whatever you want to call him, um, is going to have a good game. Just don't call him a boy. it sucks. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's he's for a good game against the Arizona secondary here, and then. Um, and also, he's probably like the main way they move the ball. I also think so. My, um, your, who, who was your like grow up hairstream, it was Curtis Samuel. Mine going to be Antonio Gibson. Um, everyone's going to be everyone's disappointed by week one because Peyton Barber got some vultures, but we saw the weakness they had against running back receiving last week. Arizona, that is. They obviously Raheem Mostert had that just blast. You know, oh yeah, up the, like middle of the field, kind of like hash, just runs it in. And then we saw McKinnon um, get a receiving touchdown as well on a screen, right? And so Gibson mm-hmm. is, a re- he is by pretty much any definition, a receiving back. And so um, <laughs> yeah. I think looking at that um, weakness that Arizona kind of had on their defense, because that was the only way, you know, Fran could really do much was through the running backs. So I think, you know, Peyton Barber got 10 red zone attempts, and he ended up getting two touchdowns um if that like, doesn't happen he's a useless fantasy asset and i don't know if i want to bank on that every week so um but also i imagine they'll start getting gives the board more involved so this this seems like a good spot for mix or sorry for uh, for gibson based on his matchup and i think they'll probably need him so i can see that
1: um how do you do you have any love for logan thomas i know sort of the problem is that we didn't get a good gauge of Arizona's ability against tight ends because Kittle got hurt.
0: Yeah, he still did well while he was in. I Logan Thomas will get enough targets and looks, I think, and he's not gonna like always get they're, uh, they're not gonna waste Isaiah Simmons on Logan Thomas. <laughs> I, <laughs> I still don't think they will. This doesn't like a good use of resources. I don't know.
1: No, I'll like, probably be on
0: like <sighs> I, I don't know what they're I... like game plan will be maybe they'll use him for gibson i don't know right that's what i'm thinking like the running i almost said Kenyon drake i'm like that's the same team yeah like right. i don't know what they'll yeah. have they might have a new a mix of stuff i don't know um i logo well, thomas is giant and he's getting the targets in like that <laughs> i mean a tight end getting seven or eight targets a game even if he only gets like five or six i mean that's a lot you can ask for out of a tight end who's on a lot of waivers still so
1: yeah pretty much unclaimed and actually while while you keep talking i'm gonna look it up how many leagues is logan thomas available
0: in yeah because i've got him in so we dynasty leagues he's owned probably but i have him owned in a 14 team league and then in our 12 team league i don't think anyone has him
1: He is rostered in 6.5% of leagues, which went up by 6.1%
0: this week. Yeah, so people still (laughs) are on board. So if you need a tight end, if you had Blake Jarwin or, you know, you got George Kittle and you're unsure if he's going to be there, or Mm -hmm. if you just thought Evan Ingram would do something, you know, whatever you thought was going to happen, your plans changed, Logan Thomas is there for you, so. (laughs) Just remember, Logan Thomas is there for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he'll. I think by the end of the year, he'll be on. He'll be rostered, of, like in most leagues.
1: I would say at least fifty percent.
0: Yeah, I'll get. I'll definitely give him fifty percent for sure. I was gonna say like 60, 65. Mm-hmm. But um, Eddie. Uh, as far as like defenses go, I think both are reasonable. Oddly enough,
1: I would agree with that. I do want to check and make sure that um there aren't any injuries to the Cardinals defense. I remember Chandler Jones got hurt, but I don't know if it was significant. I think he's fine.
0: Cause yeah, I don't, think
1: yeah, he's fine.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Cause I don't think the Washington offense is any step up from the San Fran team. They just faced really. So right. At least this is my take. Like they've got some at the moment, like healthy. They have like a, a good amount of talent, but the, the line that like the O line is also obviously a big discrepancy. I'd say, so I, they held San Fran last week to, like, a pretty low total, so I think they can do the same for Washington. But Washington also could hold teams to low totals, so you never know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how many, I don't know how many sacks Kyler Murray took, but, like, I think you can bank on Washington for, like, a few sacks every week and probably a pick a lot of weeks, too, just because they'll force the quarterback into a real shit situation. Absolutely. Let me see Kyler. So, yeah, I think you could yeah. probably roll with either one. I feel like Kyler throws a lot of picks. He
1: throws some. They're usually like he's usually just on the money, but every now and then he has
0: one that's yeah. just it's almost like an arm
1: punt. Yeah. So last he,
0: week he took two sacks and he threw an int. Uh, let just say an int But I think I think Washington can get a few sacks and um a pick, so it's pretty solid for a defense. So. Just um, saying. Yep. But uh, I'll be excited for this one. Next up, we've got Kansas City at the Chargers. Um, we both got Kansas City. I think quite quite handily. Um, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now, they've got the spread at... So the spread has moved up to
1: 8.5. That seems low.
0: Yeah, so it was only 5.5, and, and then I think after the games ended, I don't know like, when the line came in exactly, that's kind of another thing there on this every time I get the open line. But it's now 8.5, and, and it moved from 51.5 to 47.5. So pretty much, like, almost all the points have gone away from the Chargers on, like, the over-under change. Yeah, yeah, how does that start at five and a half? They I must know it's, have started before the game or something. I don't know. It has to. But anyway, yeah, that's. Um, I think Kansas City runs away with this one, just like absurdly, right? I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I'm not really. I'll be
0: out there on this hill. Like, I'm not really giving the Chargers a shot here.
1: No yeah, offense, they should have lost to the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all in <laughs> here. Um. I mean, I think you can pretty much play every chief. Um, I don't see any reason not to. Uh, I mean, at least like all the main ones like Reek, um, Kittle. No, sorry, not Kittle. But Kelsey. Kelsey. Close enough. Um, and then Clyde. Now, as far as secondary receiver, so I was I was wrong last time. It was it was Sammy over. Um, over equal. Yeah.
1: Week one, Sammy blow up game, dude.
0: Yeah, that I mean, you you literally said that, so it's <laughs> hilarious. Damn it,
1: Sammy. So that does mean that he won't be good this week. It'll, it'll probably be McCole. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my,
0: my big concern is that McCole got outsnapped by Demarcus Robinson. That was like that was my biggest concern was that he like McCole wasn't on the field much. Yeah, that's kind of concerning.
1: Yeah. I, um He's like, they his second year with the team. Like, he's I don't know. You, you'd expect him to kind of be getting more targets.
0: Yeah. As much as I am excited about his upside, I don't want to. Do it until, um, like, I don't want to play him until, like, I kind of see him on the field more. Although, Demarcus Robinson had, like, didn't he have, like, two drops?
1: That I don't know. Let's see.
0: He he should have had one of those huge random, like, oh, Demarcus Robinson goes for, like, 30 fantasy point days. But he didn't because he dropped the ball.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he was three for six.
0: Gotcha. I know we had at least one for sure drop and maybe one that they may not have counted as a drop or not, but.
1: Yeah, yes, I mean, Sammy was seven for nine.
0: Oh yeah, I'm looking through it, so there's only five players that they reg- that have two register drops, which I the drop, like I said, it's some, sometimes it should be a drop, quote unquote, but like they don't count it. So no. MVS, uh, DeAndre Swift, Dalton Schultz, Jerry Judy, and Jameson Crowder all had uh two drops. Hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. the the Judy drop surprised me. Kind of bounced around a bit. Like I didn't expect him to ever drop it. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't he didn't do that. Yeah, he was he was very visibly so pissed at himself for the drops. Right. So I can happen to anyone. Yeah, and like it's these guys' first games. Like with him and Swift, especially. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm not worried about them. Yeah, no, me neither. Not in the long run. Yeah, because like. Jerry Judy is absurdly good. He's he'll be okay. And then John J. Swift, I'm not worried right about like getting in his head or anything. He's someone with an insane work ethic, so he's okay. just gotta be like fuck it. He's gonna be in the Jugs machine all week. So <laughs> I feel okay about him. Anyway, so in this game, yeah, I I don't know who I play out of like the secondary group, but I mean they're all toys like worth a shot. I mean Sammy Watkins played well. He's gonna keep being on the field. But, you know, always the risk of it's Sammy. So, um, yeah. I think they should pass to Austin Eckler more here, if not out of design by necessity.
1: They should. They really like, should.
0: If you're going to pick a game to, like, be like, okay, I'm going to stay on this train. Like, this is the best spot to be, like, banking on Austin Eckler receptions. If it doesn't come this week, it's that's, like, you know, panic button, I'd say
1: yes because they're let's be honest they're going to be down they're going to be trying to make up yardage and get garbage time and that is like prime dump offs to Eckler
0: yeah also looking at what David Johnson did to them like he was very effective through the air too but like on the ground as well I think mm-hmm. so they have two D Johnson's I assume as the higher Yeah, he had Three catches for th- sorry, wow, well, my voice cracked a lot there. Three catches for 32 yards, and then 11 carries for 77 yards and touchdown. He looked good, yeah. Um, and I think they should kind of employ Austin Eckler in the exact same manner. So, that but, they should. <laughs> that you, you'd hope and think they do. Um, outside of them, I it's tough. So Mike Williams looks really freaking good. He's so talented, but I don't think they're like they're not able to get him the ball enough properly is my problem
1: yeah no that, exactly
0: <laughs> like i can't endorse him it's it's gonna be like literally like same thing as last year all the air yards all the looks but never converting like he got four for 69 nice um on nine targets he led the team in targets but nice. they were shitty targets so
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like he might be one of those guys that every week like even when he does well you're like he could have done more because he they like, they just were so many. He got targeted
0: 12 times and he caught five yeah. of them. I think he's the guy who's going to benefit the most from Herbert coming in when that happens. I actually. would heavily agree with that. Just because, like, I think they're just going to be like, by the time that happens, you're going to be like, all right, fuck it. Do your do you thing, Justin. Like, so. I think, uh,
1: yeah, Herbert to Williams m- makes a lot of sense. But um, when, he, when he gets there.
0: Yeah, for now, I think, like, Hunter Henry now makes sense as them doing, like, a dink dunk kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, th- Keenan Allen should have a good beat, but like I just, it's tough for me to like endorse this Chargers offense. I think maybe if the other team presses them more, they'll have to pass more and give the ball to like their good players more. I don't know.
1: I mean that's fair. Uh, like I think Keenan will be fine.
0: Although don't is it um, wait, who's who's is it Kendall Fuller is he there is he with the is he with the Bears I forget which way he went.
1: He's with the Bears. Okay.
0: Because I'm trying to remember who their slot corner is.
1: There's, well, there's Kyle Kyle Fuller. Okay. It's with, with the Bears. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Kyle Fuller <laughs> is with the Bears. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, right. So They've got Honey Badger there, at least. Um, They've got various Ward and Jarius Sneed. Sneed was pretty okay last week, but no um really big threats. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how they use Tyrell and Matthew, because they, they kind of change it up each game, how they use him. But, um, I mean, like, I, I don't know if they'll try to put him on, like, Hunter Henry or something, what they'll do with him. But some of these guys are going to get good matchups at various points in the game, so.
1: My guess is he plays up a little bit more mm-hmm. to try and stop Eckler and...
0: Uh, I think, yeah, like, I feel like they'll just... Eckler and Henry. Just, yeah, they'll just keep him up to stop all the short dumps, but if I had to pick one non-Ecklord Chief, I'd pick Keenan here, I think. Not Chief, sorry, Charger. Charger. They're, both, they're both teams. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Keenan will be fine. He, j- he should just get enough volume as, like, the primary target. You'd
0: really hope. You'd really, really hope. <laughs> that. Like, he should get a bunch of targets this game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, like, Chief side's pretty straightforward, so... They don't really do much time. They're all good. Um, Next up, we've got Baltimore at Houston. We both have Baltimore here. Um, I kind of put the usuals for the bangers. I mean, Lamar, Hollywood, Andrews, and then... I think Deshaun Watson has a good game out of just having to play Mm catch-up. Outside of him, um, I mean, so if he's having a good game playing catch-up, who are you banking on that going to? Is it... David Johnson in the run games and passes like is it Will Fuller? Is it Cobb? What are you thinking?
1: I don't think it's any of the wide receivers. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, so I was I was going to say do you think it's David Johnson based on like what we talked yeah. about with the Browns running backs last week? I think Watson
1: if Watson's going to have a good fantasy day, he probably runs it in himself once and he probably uses DJ and some combination of like David Johnson, of like a varying tight end, and maybe like Cooks or something. I don't know yeah. for just like some general yardage downfield.
0: Yeah, because so so you're not banking on like any like you're not really banking on Cooks or Fuller then.
1: Not really. I mean, we know they have the talent in the world, but I'm I'm very wary of this matchup because um, I think the expectation is that this will be a really good close game. And I think that's gonna happen later.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the not exactly but sort of like the Packers Vikings where one team gets way ahead and the other team spends like the second half playing catch up and gets it closer to not look too awful.
1: Yeah. But uh my so my thing is that Houston starts right playing the Chiefs first and now the Ravens. So that I think sucks. They... That sucks.
0: The NFL was, really just said, "Like, hey, fuck y'all! Like, you guys really did this dumbass trade. This fuck you guys! Asterisk. Like, <laughs> this, is,
1: this is for G. Andre Hopkins." Um. Like, so I I have a little sneak thing here. I think you should wait a week and then trade for Deshaun Watson. Hmm. I think this will might be one of Deshaun Watson's worst fantasy outputs this, this coming week, just because it's the Ravens and yeah. Houston is still not really on track yet. I think you wait a week, go get him after
0: buy out low on him and it'll
1: be the cheapest like he'll be in people's minds probably.
0: Yeah, yeah when I say he'll have like a good game, I don't mean like great game. I mean like he'll be like a passable asset.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be fine fantasy wise cuz he's Deshaun Watson. He finds a
0: way to get there usually.
1: Right. But I think it could be rough like a pretty rough game. Like I yeah. I know Houston has potential, and my whole thing is that Houston will, by the end of the season, match up a lot better against Baltimore. But right now, I think this could be a bit of a letdown game. Mm-hmm. I think Baltimore could just roll them.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. So, in with that, the Ingram Dobbins conundrum, um, where are you at there? Dobbins, baby. Yeah, I give me Dobbins. I want Dobbins. <laughs> yeah, I think they both, um, they both kind of count as, like, streams. Yeah, no, I think um, I think people are going to be too hard
1: on Ingram after last week. I think, I mean, when he was with the Saints with Kamara, Kamara was kind of the rising stud, but he was a rookie, and Ingram was more the established guy, and they were a really good, you know, one-two punch. And I kind of see a similar thing happening here where they're basically a one-two punch wherein the two eventually supplants the one. Mm-hmm. But I think for this year, you're fine with both of them, either of them. Yeah. I,
0: I if yeah, if I'm picking one, it's Dobbin just because so he got some he got more goal out last week than Ingram and I'm inclined to think that Harbaugh will eventually just go with Dobbins fully. Mm-hmm. And so I want the guy who's getting phased in, not phased out. Exactly. Yeah. So this game, yeah, the total is fifty. And Baltimore's fair by a touchdown. I feel like I would take them to cover. I, I think I would, too. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Baltimore is interesting because they go for two so much that, like, seven's not a shitty. Like, usually seven's shitty, like, when you're picking, like, covering spreads. But for Baltimore, it's not as shitty just because they go for two so much. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. Um. Let's see next up we've got uh sunday night game we've got new england at seattle we've got seattle um it's a great game yeah i'm excited for this so i'm actually playing i'm actually planning to play cam over um the watson in our, in our uh, dino league where i've got both i like the Ooh. matchup a lot better um so i mean he, oh, yeah, yeah i scored him last week but um yep. so bangers i've got cam of course and then um i think edelman should be a banger because i think, I think they'll have to pass more this week um and Edelman Edelman's team. really the only guy. So, yeah. and Edelman's pretty familiar with Seattle, so <laughs> as an opponent. So a little bit. And then um, Seattle side, I think it's a, I think it's a locket it week. Yes. Just because we see his archetype just beat New England all the time, and of course Russ is going to. Uh, if he keeps cooking, he's a he's a banger every week.
1: He keeps cooking. Mm-hmm. Plus, this will. I mean,
0: Gilmore will probably
1: have DK. I... Gilmore's like six feet tall. He might be the only guy that can even get up to him.
0: Yeah, that probably makes sense. Like they'll probably put a McCourty on Lockett. Yeah. But um, what's your take on this game? How are you feeling about this game overall? <laughs> so I wrote that like, this is, like matchup-wise, a
1: really weird game. because mm-hmm. So the Patriots are clearly moving their offense through the run game. Uh, Seattle has a really bad D-line. They have really good linebackers, so that's kind of – plus Adams. They have really good linebackers plus Adams with a bad D-line. not really sure how that plays out for the run game for the Patriots. On the flip side, Seattle's O-line sucks, but they have Russell Wilson. But the Patriots have Stephon Gilmore. Uh, So they have a lot of, like, weird – right, like the matchups are weird. And then, like, Cam – Cam has probably – he has the more vulnerable secondary to throw against, but he's got the bad receiving core.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what
1: the other team is weak at; they're also not good at attacking. And then, right, like it's a lot of rock in a hard place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like both Edelman and Lockett to complement ground game attacks from both teams. I think both teams do try to get the ground game going, uh, which would be Carson probably
0: as yeah, well. I... I imagine they keep Weber. Carson involved, and I feel like they'll get him a little more involved on the ground. I feel like he said last week was a very matchup driven approach, and they'll probably run a little more this week,
1: yeah, I think he'll get a few more carries on the ground
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a weird it's kind of a weird game i'm I'm just interested to see how it plays out. I personally think Belichick is like light years ahead in coaching than Pete Carroll so yeah, I don't
0: think Pete Carroll's a bad coach, but he I mean, I don't know. Like he let an offensive coordinator kind of like hold Russ hostage for a bit. Yeah, I think he kind of got lucky getting Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, although he luck I mean, I I'd have to give him credit in the sense that he he said fuck the contract for Matt Flynn and just played Russ right away. True. Because I remember like, like Russ was like a third round pick. They had um, what's his name? Yeah, Matt Flynn. There, just hilarious to think about. That's so funny.
1: And they were not doing well with Pete Carroll until they got Russ. Yeah, so. which you know, quarterbacks is super important to a team. Uh-huh. But he yeah, kind of saved Pete Carroll's job.
0: Yeah, Russ is absurd. <laughs> yeah. But I think this will be—I think this be a great game. One other like narrative thing in this: so Bill Belichick's mom passed away this week, and she was ninety-eight, I believe. Um, I said that makes me wonder, like the emotional, like the emotional factor that plays in the game for New England, because like. With no crowd, I imagine it's hard to get this in the same headspace. So this may, I think, emotional boost and like narrative stuff like that may matter a little bit more than usual this year, just to like get you into that next level. Hmm. So I can, I see, mean, you know, yeah, I can see like Cam upping it a little bit because Cam loves to have stuff on his like he loves to have just like the onus on him. Mm-hmm. So
1: and Cam loves it.
0: Good Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited this game. This is a great Sunday night game. Um, and then lastly, we've got New Orleans at Las Vegas Raiders. Still, get so weird saying that. Um, the new stadium. Yep. So Michael Thomas, I we assume will be out um, for a while, is what I just read. Yeah. Um, for, we know for a while. Yeah. Henry Ruggs got like a little banged up. He had some knee tweak. The So, Thursday is the, like, quote-unquote, like, Wednesday rest day for the Monday game, so he's not practicing today, but I don't... I'm not really, like, taking that as much of, like, an issue, per se. Um I think he'll be fine. I, I, I Did he, like, come back in? I forget if he came back in or not. He did come back in.
1: I was watching the game. I heard them say he went back in.
0: Okay. But, um... Yeah, he had 66 yards in the first half um b- before, you know, took his knee, so that's a Good sign. I uh, I think he'll play this week. I'll well, obviously keep monitors on him. Um, I'm really excited about what they're going to do with him because it seems like they want to like force the ball to him a lot, which makes sense. Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they went up and got him instead of Lamb.
1: Yeah. Or Judy, right? Yep. So, he, yeah, they both went after him. So, like, they, he's clearly the guy.
0: Yeah, they're going to force – the ball to him a lot if they picked him that early. So, uh, but fantasy wise, so if no Michael Thomas, that means Sanders should just get a buttload of targets, and I imagine Kamara will also get a lot. And um, CMC had a pretty good week last week against the Raiders team. I think Kamara, you know, profiles pretty similarly, so should be good. And I think uh, I think Waller has a good time this game um, against Carolina. and easier defense, they had more time to just kind of do what they wanted, and they were able to run a lot. Uh, the run game probably won't be as effective this week against the New Orleans front, and I expect Waller to uh, benefit from the matchup just because, like, you know, secondary is a little tougher here than it is at Carolina, so right. we'll have to work inside a little more.
1: Yeah, um, it's a, it's kind of interesting because I think Michael Thomas is so important to the Saints' offensive like scheme that, like, I th- I think this is kind of a big deal for them not having him.
0: Yeah, Almost I'm like, when, um,
1: like when Eli didn't have Odell, just like the stats that he put up were so miserable. I don't think it's that bad, but I like I think their firepower is a little bit reduced without him. Oh, yeah. Like they still have Camara, so they're still gonna win. because uh, <laughs> he's amazing. But not having Michael Thomas is big. And I I think I'm more on the Hesitation with Emmanuel Sanders. I I don't I don't think he's bad. That would be dumb. But so, I I don't think that it's his, he's Go yeah. I don't think he's gonna have like a Michael Thomas day. I, I like I think he's a little bit more just like a bit above average in terms yeah. of his fantasy output.
0: Like it's his second game with Drew Brees, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Michael Thomas has been officially ruled out, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the 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 inside the slot and everything is is the weak spot for New Orleans as we as we know. Um, Chris Godwin was doing pretty solid last week. Um, I think Scotty Miller worked in some there too, mm-hmm. and um, I know PJ Williams is not the starter anymore. But the um, his the guy <laughs> in front of him I don't think is very uh, scary either. Let me I can't remember his name. I think, was it Marcus Williams or something?
1: I thought he was a safety.
0: Maybe let me look. I thought it was another Williams. It's PJ it Williams. Yeah, PJ Williams. Williams. Um, yeah, he's a safety. Oh, oh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That was it. Because they have multiple Williams there in their secondary, which is kind of hilarious. They've got, <laughs> they've got two Jenkins and two Williams.
1: They also have a PJ, a CJ, and a DJ. <laughs> and A JT.
0: <laughs> they got two hills on offense. So, anyway. I wonder, how, I wonder how confusing that is at practice. Oh, my God. That's, that's apparently a hot take. Um, no, PJ. So, you say CJ? TJ. PJ. PJ. P as in Peter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking all of us just go over there. We don't know who it is.
0: <laughs> um, oh, siren's still going
1: on. Oh, I'll take siren.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess it's perfect because I'm thinking Renfro might be a stream this week. Oh. Yeah, so he gets that easy slot matchup. Oh, my God, the siren has worked for so long. Like usually, oh, it's, it's kind
1: of quick. Him. It's the Doppler effect, dude. It's getting closer to me. Now it's coming. Da- it's coming up the street. Uh, here we go. We're on the, the reverse Doppler. There
0: we go. Gotcha. Anyway. Uh, oh, oh. So Brian Edwards was their outside guy, pretty much. He played the most receiver snaps, actually. Um, I mean Henry Ruggs did get hurt a little bit, so an impact to him. But Hunter Ren- Hunter Renfro was third. He, <clears> he's working in the slot a lot too. They're like, moving him and Henry Ruggs around. Um, he'll get a lot of slot looks. Um, it's not like a great option, but it's a, it's a deeper option that I think will get you. I mean, I, I guess if you're str- if it, like a deep PBR, like struggling, you can, I think you can get you like ten here or something. Because they're going, like, yeah, I like I like to, that. they need to pass a lot more too this week, and I don't want to trust Ag- or Aglor or Zay Jones. So yeah, but no, they they do have to pass. I do think the main beneficiary here is Darren Waller. I think he's set up for a really good week. He had um, he got six receptions last week. I think he had what eight targets? Yeah, eight targets. So, I I see him having a uh, better time this week where they need to pass more.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I think uh, on the for the Saints side, I think Camara is
1: just like the prime benefit. I like. I think Camara is a smash play. Yeah, the all the offense is going to go through Camara this week.
0: Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. It should. Mm-hmm. Do you think we see more Latavius Murray? Do they run more like two back and like have Camara like go in the slot? Or, like, do some different stuff and maybe Latavius Murray gets, uh, Latavius Murray gets more work? I
1: think you're going to see Taysom Hill out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to see Latavius Murray in his revenge game against the Raiders.
0: Oh, yeah, that's funny. Do you think he gets, like, a touchdown then? Because, like, Sean Payton will, like, want to give him a touchdown against the Oh, I team? can totally see it.
1: The only person that might be more petty than Aaron Rodgers is
0: Sean Payton. All right, so <laughs> I'm putting Latavius... Uh, in here as a stream. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention Jared Cook, the, the other pass catcher. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Kamara, him, and uh, Sanders. Yeah. Cook actually led the team in receiving last week. He got five for 80, so I, I'll put him as a banger. It's probably one of the better tenet options this week. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, against the Saints last week, O.J. Howard uh, caught a touchdown. He got four for 36 in a touch. So, the Corps oh, of Raw, Grodkowski got a couple passes as well. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's going to, like, actually do anything this year or if it's just going to be, like, shitty retirement tour.
1: I th- I mean, my whole thing is that they're going to be running two tight end sets a lot. And... Yeah.
0: I think they ran at least, like, a call. Didn't they run a three tight end into the end zone at one point? They might have, actually. I think, I think they ran, like, somewhere like pick play where they sent, like, Brayton, Gronk one way, and then OJ the other way that took a touchdown. I could have sworn. But I know there were at least two in there.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I'm um... – I think they're going to use the two tight end set a lot. I think Gronk will be a blocker a lot, but that he's also going to grab
0: Blackowski, right? I, I how do you think this game plays out, like score wise? So right now, New Orleans is favored by six, a uh, half over under. That seems pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's probably
1: like no more of a spread than 3124
0: yeah I don't see them winning by more than a touchdown
1: it could be 3128 yeah um, or 34 31 if it's really close but I think yeah. it's yeah
0: yeah for me the big thing with the Raiders is if Trent Brown plays or not He's oh yeah right now. I'm looking to see uh, I assume he didn't practice Let me see yeah he didn't practice but it's it's Thursday it's the rest day for the Monday games Um. If he plays as big, um, it was believed to not be serious. He's got a chance to play, they said. So, a chance always makes me think That what makes me think they won't play.
1: I know. I hate when they say they have a chance to play instead of they have a chance they won't play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or say they might play. They may. They're <laughs> questionable. But, you know, a chance sounds very ominous. But, because yeah. if, if he's not there, that's a big hit to their line. Yeah, and... uh
1: Neither of these quarterbacks are particularly good at scrambling, <laughs> um, I'll just say. But yeah, not having Trent Brown on the right side there would be not not so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm the rest up. of that line though was pretty good. Yeah, there is an extra day of rest. So I'm looking through stuff like so, like that helps a lot. But like Denzel, good. Their backup guard came and played right tackle. Um, I guess he did okay. He did good. Yeah, seems like he was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Denzel good. Denzel Um, bad. Denzel good. Yeah, looking through other stuff, but yeah, I think there is a chance the Raiders win. I do too. Like with no Michael Thomas, it's actually like a realistic number too, which is exciting for me.
1: Yeah, no, I like. I think that's what I'm saying. Like the Michael Thomas thing is significant.
0: Yeah, he he changes the the point total like a lot. Like you (laughs) can see, he's a big like factor in it. Like he has to account for at least like. Want or two points at the spread which for a non-quarterback is absurd
1: right uh so yeah i'm I, like i can see the raiders winning this i mean
0: i'm i'm not baking on it but like i'll be psyched i'll
1: give them more than i i gave the jets a chance to win last week mm-hmm. much more
0: yeah i think there is like a i think every like i'd say like 18 percent chance
1: 18 percent chance the raiders win
0: yeah i don't know if like i don't know how like because like saying every like I think I think every one in five times they beat this team about I mean 20, I guess I'll say twenty but
1: I was gonna say twenty seven I'm giving twenty seven percent chance
0: so the the matchup predictor thing gives them like a forty two percent chance there you go which is better than I would say like I'm just thinking like these these teams play five or ten times like how many times out of those do they win you know kind of thing
1: right I think they they could win a quarter of them
0: yeah so hey this, this is the perfect opportunity for it to happen
1: let's uh let's see it dude
0: i want it um but so before we conclude um and get to our final segment i want to run through a couple of news items you probably missed while we were going um so mike evans supposedly over the hump with his hamstring injury i guess that's good for a snap count um greg roman came out and said the running back roles will be different each week um makes sense um yeah miles sanders got in a full practice jack doyle oh, that was one standard of mine um we have... Oh, yeah, Jameson Crowder was limited one today with a hammy. Ooh. So Great. that's that's not reassuring if you're, like, <laughs> in him. Um, James Conner, this is a big one, practiced in full today. Mm-hmm. So if he plays, it's kind of a shitty situation where, like, he might, like, play part of the game, might be limited, so going to just ruin everyone's day. Um, yeah, like, I don't want to start him. You know me neither. Ugh let see. Amari Cooper is limited, but that's going to be a regular thing. It's going to be kind of Julio-esque there, I guess. Anything else I missed? Yeah, like, I love, like, there, I was reading through, like, an injury report, thing, like, an analysis audit, and someone's like, for those unfamiliar with Julio, like, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, Mike Pouncey, the Charger center, is out for the year. Ah, yes. That's also huge against, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, against the uh, Chiefs there with uh, their pass rush. Um, Like we said, so Lyle Collins is on injured reserve um, for mm-hmm. Dallas as well. Along with Dana Frederick. Oh.
1: So it's Chris Jones, right? Yeah. And Frank Clark, yeah. It's, it's bad for the Chargers. Oh, there's the hot take siren. Seven sacks for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Cincinnati lost, like I mentioned earlier, one of their guard. But Billy Price, recent traffic came in. And didn't really change much, but Bobby Hart still sucks. And then, um, and then Zach Banner, like we mentioned, yeah. Just a recap. I'm just going through a lot of stuff now. Mm -hmm. Is out, so. But um, so our uh, final segment here. Um, So let's start. Do you want to start with the positive or the negative? Do you have the positive ready?
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, I've got that one up.
0: Let's start with the negative, so we can like end on a good note. (laughs) <laughs> so a lot of people see a lot of dumb shit and so we sometimes we often call it out anyway so like i was like why not make a segment out of it i guess um sure we um what were we gonna call it like uh like take a dick leave a dick or something like that something
1: yeah. like that like or take like, a penny leave a penny but
0: like eat my but, ass and all of ears whatever we want to call it right right know. but basically like, we're gonna tell one person to go fuck themselves and we're gonna like praise the acts of another person so uh <laughs> this week's Eat My Ass goes to Skip Bayless for calling <laughs> Dak Prescott like weak and cowardly whatever is that quote was for opening up about his like depression and anxiety. Um, right. For those who don't know, Dak's brother who passed away had committed suicide and so obviously uh, understandably so affected is, you know, Dak that, um, that happened. So he was, you know, 10 nights depressed. He had, he lost workout motivation. The, uh, having to quarantine really made it worse and so getting back with the team really helped him and so he mentioned that like Sharing that was, you know, helpful for him because he wanted the team to know and I think it helps him kind of move forward. And so, Skip uh, bashed him for that. Which, know, Skip Bayless, like, that's so fucking stupid. Like, suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, suck a dick, Skip. <laughs> what an
1: unimaginable douchebag. Like, okay. <laughs> It's people like Skip Bayless that make people like Dak not want to be open about yeah. those things that they're going through, which is why people like Skip Bayless shouldn't have jobs.
0: Yeah. Like, I um, don't know how he has a TV show.
1: That's absurd. Is this that the dumbest shit on
0: a regular basis.
1: Not only is Skip wrong, as in inherently wrong, that admitting those things would make Dak less of a leader or display poor leadership qualities. It's actually the opposite. It's the inverse when you open up to your team like that and you share something incredibly human about yourself, which is what Dak did. He shared something that was incredibly human. It was a human emotion that he experienced. that most of the people in that room may have experienced in other ways, maybe not the same way, but, you know, certainly the same emotions. It brings everyone together Mm -hmm. and it connects all of them and sitting there and saying, I lost the motivation to work out because my brother committed suicide. And then looking around and seeing that like, but I'm still here and I'm still working out because this is my job and we're going to get through this together. That's powerful.
0: Yeah. That the team, like you want to rally around and support someone when they open up and share that. So So that
1: like the fact that skip reacted that way, you know, sometimes you think that it's just to be, antagonistic mm-hmm. and like draw views that he acts like that.
0: He does that a lot, but he does.
1: Yeah. Like trolling essentially, uh-huh. but being paid to do it. <laughs> like maybe it's all just that, but that's not something that you should do that with.
0: no, there's, there all. are plenty of places to troll, but like this is not one to troll.
1: No, I think he was just being insensitive, and I think he has a lot to learn about himself and others, because yeah. if anything, I learned a lot more about Skip Bayless from that
0: How old is he, anyway? 90. He is 68, because he looks pretty old when you see him <laughs> like all his makeup on. Oh, God, yeah. But... Yeah, Skip, what the fuck, man? That's pretty not, that's pretty uncool. Suck my dick and eat my ass. <laughs> um, Suck a dick, Skip Bayless. Anyway, so um, to balance it out, we're going to obviously share a positive story each week. Um, um, so many players do so many great things that don't get um, talked about enough. So, uh, Mozzie, you have one uh, queued up and ready for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, this was one that we were texting about, but uh, I mean, I know Kenny Stills has been really vocal in the community, uh, especially with the Black Lives Matter and whatnot, the whole movement. He's been, you know, sort of taking charge and, you know, projecting his voice out there and the things that need to change. He does have a foundation now. It's called the Kenny Stills Foundation, uh, committed to empowering undeserved communities and improving quality of life and creating equal opportunity through education, um, which is amazing. So like, you know, talking about mental hellness and enriching communities and being a positive advocate for change, um, like, might not be the most exciting receiver on the Texans. Actually, he might be. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that that's pretty awesome on his part.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, and his uh, former teammate, Hopkins, one of the big things that everyone's people saw about Hopkins, I remember, like, he did the thing, like, each year where he'd take, like, 50 kids to, like, go Christmas shopping to the guy I got like Walmart every year oh yeah yeah I remember that now, dude that would be so awesome could you imagine how much like you would make someone's year yeah that? that would make that yeah you just like light up the lives of so many people and that's I think that's something that I've learned throughout
1: you know just over time is that you should always strive to be yourself and to help others around you because you never know who you're going to impact like you know you follow your dreams you make you know 10 albums you, you make 10 albums and no one listens to it and no one thinks that you're great right you never achieve stardom but there's one kid who listened to your music growing up who was nine years old and then grew up and listened to it and thought you were amazing and inspired them to become an amazing artist like you've already changed the world just by you being yourself even though it didn't directly affect you so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's little things like that that i think we take for granted <laughs> take for granted uh, take for granted, but you know, you, it's the little things. Yeah. You never know who you're going to impact
0: mm-hmm. by and just then, being you. Exactly. That was that was beautiful, Mozzie. <laughs> if, if you can like positively impact one person, it's worth it. Whatever you do,
1: that's so. kind of like that's the kind of person I am. Is I when I meet somebody, I want their day to be better having met me.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> like we all we have to look after ourselves, obviously. Like you know, you want to be sure. happy, but like making bringing other people joy is, like, a huge part of life. Like, making other people's days and lives better. And, like I said, like, with my with music, like I said, like, that was a, kind of a relevant analogy because, like, with my music, like, if, if just one of my songs helps one person get through something or, like, whatever, right. like, it, it's worth it, so. Yeah, man. But, um, made me think of another thing. So, um, relevant for the Thursday Night Game, Joe Burrow's Heisman speech, um, he... Kind of opened up, not opened up, but like kind of like talked about um, his hometown of Athens and um, how there's a lot mm-hmm. of like homelessness there. People need food, and he mentioned a foundation um, that yeah, there's a fundraiser. And since Joe Burrow mentioned it, um, four hundred ninety-three thousand uh, dollars was donated or donated to the uh, fundraiser. Wow! So holy crap! Yep. So like, like I said, just one person being. A good person and caring about others can cause so much change. So, Isn't, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all it takes. Yep. So, Cincinnati fans, you should be proud of your quarterback. He seems like a pretty good person too.
1: I'm gonna go on the record and say that I said he was the next Dan Marino, and uh, <laughs> I know that's pretty lofty. He never won a Super Bowl though, so like you know, yeah. it's lofty. Well, than lofty. Cool. Right. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm sticking to that,
0: and I like what I see so far. Yeah, I said, I'm excited for tonight. Well, this part you might not hear before tonight uh, because I'm going to be putting the stuff up differently. But anyway, um, yes, I'm so excited for week two. Can't wait to play some DFS. Hopefully uh, hopefully not lose any money, (laughs) not get screwed by injuries. We'll see how everything goes. But thank you all for tuning in again, and we hope you have a great weekend.